0: Good morning, or should I say good afternoon, everyone. It is 12.09 p.m. Thursday, May 20th. we got one more day before the options expire for the weekly options. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we talk about and we also invest in weekly... uh, Sorry. (laughs) Let me try that one again, where we not only talk about we also actively invest in dividend stocks to gain weekly cash flow and some monthly cash flow for you for those of you out there that aren't as aggressive as some of us, some of the other of us. Wow, now I see why people do editing because you know when you're recording live and you really just don't care the way it comes out because you have a message you want to share. And um, yeah, so that's probably the reason why people do editing because you know things don't always come out as eloquently as you'd like them to. But that neither anything else. So we are what the twentieth. So we have this week, and we have next week. I really can't count the thirty-first because it's it's Monday. It's only like you know not really. So we have uh, today and tomorrow, and then one more week until the end of May. Wow, that would be the end of week, num- uh, sorry, month number two of quarter number two, which was one th- almost one-third of the way, uh, yeah, almost two-thirds of the way through the second quarter. Huh, anyway, um, I'm going to have to do a quick little recap. You know what, let's do it right now, just for the fun of it. Right, go back to January. January has... One, two, three, four weeks. And then we get four weeks in February, so that's eight. March is four and a half weeks, so that brings us up to eight, twelve, thirteen, because we had a couple of stragglers in January. So that's 13 weeks in the first quarter. So hypothetically speaking... Our account should be up 13% in the first quarter. Okay. Okay, so April, that would be 1, 2, 3, 4. So that would bring us up to 18% by the end of April. Okay, and then May, we have 1, 2, 3, we're on the third week of May. So that's 18, that'd be 19, 20, 21. So the end of tomorrow, my account should be up $21,000 from the year because we started out with 100,000, 1% per week should be, uh, okay, 20%. All right, so we'll, we'll take a look at that. Uh Let's see where we actually are. All right, so we got, 12 overall profit and loss, and if we added the, the 9.6 when the stocks recover, because we only got $70 to go for uh, ExxonMobil, right? so we're negative $69.50 in ExxonMobil, and then we're negative 9600 in QCOM. Now, I'm not going to sell at a loss. I'm just going to carry that forward and continue to ca- to collect uh, premiums on it and we're actually get a dividend coming up next week for qcom, so I believe we have fifteen hundred shares a little over fifteen fifteen hundred and fifty shares of qcom so we'll be getting fifteen hundred and fifty sh- dividends i forget I even forget how much it is uh let's find out um, you know what the easiest way go to yahoo finance Yahoo Finance give you an idea of when a dividend is going to be paid out. So let's do that real quick, QCOM. Whoops. QCOM. Hits enter. All right, so QCOM at the moment is at 131. It's up $1.12 today or 0.86%. Uh she got the dividend coming up on the ex date is the 2nd of June. Interesting. And it's for two dollars and seventy-two cents. Ooh, I gotta love it. So you get 2 dollars and seventy-two cents times You know what? Let's just bring up the calculator. Just to give a rough idea. You know. So we get fifteen hundred and fifty shares, one thousand five hundred and fifty shares, multiply two dollars and seventy-two cents, multiply two point seven. 2. That's going to equal 4216. Wow. That's not bad. That's actually going to kick me over because I think this week we might be running a little a tad bit under 1%, I'm not 100% sure because you really can't tell until Saturday when the options expire. And I don't think we have very many options this week. But um <clears throat> where are we? Let's get back to where we were. All right, so QCOM, I'm going to view the trades. Well, first, let's go over what it has done for the past year. So we're going to throw it into the one-year chart at the moment. Um, if, you, if you're if you just listening, then, then I'm going to go as best I can and try to create a visual scenario for you. QCOM started out last year. Uh, now, when I say last year, that's 52 weeks ago today. Okay, so every time I do this, 52 weeks ago today, the number's going to change. So 52 weeks ago today, uh, QCOM was at 78.20. Okay, she slid that way for a couple of weeks, and then she stair steps her way up. Now, follow along closely. In June, she jumps up to 92 and stays there up until July. And then from August all the way until end of September, she jumps up to 111. Jumps up again to 126 from November, October through November. Then right after the election, she jumps up yet again to 148. Stays there until uh, beginning of January. And then she hits her all, her one-year high, and it's a double high. Back in uh, January 19th, I believe it was. Where is it? Right there. Here we go. January sorry, January 20th, she hits a high at 167. All right, 167.94. Uh, and then in March, she tries to get by this. She hits 167.58. She couldn't quite hit the, um, 94, but she gets 167.58. But I'm counting that as a double high because they're so close, you know? So from there, from the high in March, February, sorry, February 3rd, she gaps down. All the way to one forty nine. Goes sideways for a couple of weeks. Drops down yet again to a a, a channel uh, to a low of the year at one twenty three. Now I'm going to count this as a double bottom because she hits one twenty three on March eighth, and then she hits one twenty three. Where is it? One twenty three seventy seven. Uh, last week, which was uh, May twelfth. She's sitting at $131.94 at this moment in time. And where are we? Let's open this up, take a look. All right, so we had uh, 1,000 shares at $138.50, another 200 shares at $138.50. Oh, sorry. 1,000 shares at $144, 200 shares at $132, 350 shares at $128. So we have an average price of $138.59. So anything over $138.59 is going to be a profit. Okay now, we sold twelve contracts at one thirty four which she's getting close to, and then we sold another three contracts at one thirty three which she's getting even closer and last but not least, we did a covered call the one twenty six one twenty seven We only got to do five of those because we're kind of tapped out really getting close to our <laughs> negative numbers, which we don't want to do. So we're only able to do five contracts. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, because um, I'm very forgetful and I'm very lazy. (laughs) But I'm forgetful because I write stuff down so I don't have to keep it in my head. So my mind stays free so I can be able to do other things. So the 126-127 spread, I believe we're looking at a 30% profit by the end of the week. And I'll know that at the end of the week. You know, because right now the 126 is worth uh, 1075 and the 127 is worth 975 So I bought one, sold the other. That's where we are. All that being said, we're just looking to get the profit off of that, the 30% off of that, and then we collected all those um, premiums for QCOM. All right, that being said, let's jump in and take a look at ExxonMobil. The ExxonMobil... I really hate doing uh, monthly options. Granted, they give you a, a higher return up front, but you de- tying up your money for the whole month. And I don't really like to do that because I like to get the money working, and I like to shoot for that 1% per week. So if I can't get 5 to 8% on a monthly premium, then it's really not worth my while. Because I can get 1% per week, why tie it up for anything less than 5% for a month? See what I mean? Okay, so ExxonMobil started out the year last year at 4501. its slow at the end of October. Now, just after the election, she jumps up to a high of 63, uh, 6410, which was May 6th, which was just on, about a week or so ago. She's sitting at 5870 at the moment. And let's see where we are with Exxon Mobil. We got the two hundred shares at fifty eight fifty. There was going to be gone, um, and we sold the two. Yeah, all right. So we got two hundred shares, and we sold the two contracts. So more than likely, we're going to be out of that because we sold the fifty five and a half calls. Okay, it's at you know 58 now I really don't see it dropping below 55 and a half in the next two days so hopefully that will be gone that will raise you know, give me back more money to play with QCOM I really want to get rid of it because it's tying up a lot of my money but you know it's kind of okay because I, I'm getting the uh, uh, the premiums off of QCOM on a consistent basis and I get to collect the dividends every, every 60 uh, 90 days 60 trading days but 90 calendar days every quarter. So that's about $4,000 per quarter, which if you think about it, that's 4% per quarter, which is 12% a year. That's not bad. But that's not what I'm here for. I'm not here to show you, you know, hey, buy just one and hold on to it, and then there you go. No, that's not what I'm looking for. Okay, so let's jump in and take a look at what is available to do tomorrow morning. Now, today's being the 20th of May, we'll be looking at What's available June 3rd or June 4th? In order to do that, we actually go to to look back at last year. Because they just don't have listed what's available on the 4th. The 3rd and the 4th. So let's find that out. And we're going to look at two lists. We're going to look at um, the Dividend Kings. And we're also going to look at, uh, what's his name? Warren Buffett's list. Okay, now we looked at these yesterday, KBSH. So just for the fun of it, let's see exactly how they how they did yesterday. Had you bought them this morning. That was, you know, that's what we looked at yesterday. So let's see what they look like. C B S H. Okay, so had you bought them this morning, because yesterday we looked at it and said, hey, this is a good plan for tomorrow. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just, you know, giving you, you know, points of view. That's just my points of view all right so c b s h opened up today at seventy seven forty nine and hit a high at seventy eight o two and its dividend was only twenty seven cents so had you bought it at the opening and you put in the what do you call it an o t o order which is one triggers other or one triggers all, so you buy it at the open and you have it you already have a preset okay. There's, I have a video out there somewhere that shows you how to set up your trading account if you're using Thinkorswim for these orders. You just hit a OTO order. You fill in how many shares and what the dividend's going to be. And then, boom, you're out by the end of the day. Actually, you'd be out of this one already. Unless, of course, you wanted to capture more of it and jumped in and grabbed what's called a trailing stop. A trailing stop as long as the stock is is continually moving up, which you never know, it could continually move up. You you always capture those until it it, it back traces and it triggers your trailing stop. All right. So KBSH did make it already. Uh She opened up at, like I said, seven forty nine. She hit seventy eight oh two, which is what fifty one fifty three cents. Okay, well, there you go. Okay, GPC. Now, GPC, this is one of those companies, like, no matter when it comes up, she's always on my list. 65 years. I think this might be up to 66 now. But 65 years of increased dividends, consistently increasing year after year. I mean, it's it's not the most glamorous company at all. They make replacement parts for your car. Air filters, spark plugs, oil filters. Um... Whatever else goes, I, I you know PVC P, CPV valves, I think what they're called PVC valves, or, or CPV valve, whatever, um, easy, miscellaneous parts for your cars. That's all they do, okay every year, people want to do tune-ups on their cars, no matter what car you have. this company makes aftermarket parts for your cars. Not a glamorous company at all, but it's profitable. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if, if you look at the, you know, just for the fun of it, after I go through the one-year chart, I'm going to go through the seasonality and show you that it's, it's not a huge escalation from January to December, but it is a slow, gradual incline. Consistency. Okay, you want to get into hype and make a whole, shit, a whole bunch of money. Hey, this is not the company for you. Okay, this company has very slow growth, but it is steady and consistent and predictable. If you want a 1% growth for something, that, that this is one they should have on your list. All right. Anyway, uh, a year ago today, sorry, on the one-year chart, she started out at 76.31. And she has a, not a huge stair step, but you can kind of see it. It took about a week or so to jump up to the 80, 86 area. So she jumped up to 86, and by mid-July, she jumps up again to 96 and stays at 96 96 range, you know, 96 range is anywhere between, what, 92 and 106. That's just the 96 range, you know. And she stays there all the way up until February, mid-February, before she breaks out and hits a new high of uh, 136.04. Now, from there, you got your, your classic profit-taking. Don't get me wrong. You have money, and it's not a profit until you take it. This thing gets a new high, and you know what? And you got the smart investors out there that say, hey, this baby's a new high. Let me grab my profits and move on forward. Because, yeah, the thing could continuously go up. But then you have all these people sitting on the edge of your seats. Okay, where's the top? 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 And they're all getting ready to jump. And it only takes one person to jump before other people say, hey, somebody jump first. Let me get out, too, and capture my profits. It's just the way it is. That's why it's called profit taking. It's not a profit until you take it, you know. Anyway, so there's profit taking, and it looks like she's settled back down. Uh, I'm hoping at one twenty seven, as she bounces off of that. As you can see, she's a little bit of up movement because she get the dividend coming up in two weeks. So that's all good. Now the dividend for them is only seventy nine cents. So let's see what they did today. All right, they opened up at one twenty nine sixty six. And she hit a high so far at one thirty twenty nine. Already made it seventy nine cents. Okay, so between uh, oh whew. one six between sixty six and one, it's um, thirty four and thirty four and twenty nine is fifty sixty three. So it's only made it sixty three so far. That's just rough off the top of my head. Right, she could go higher. I don't know. And you could hold it for a couple more days. But like I told you before, let's take a quick look at the seasonality and see what that looks like. Because it's it's a great company. But look, see, the seasonality. It's like almost perfectly straight going almost, you know, flat. Then she has a little bit of a kick towards the end of the year. I don't know what that is. All right, she starts out in January. Let me give you, you know, an average. You know, this is a 10-year average. Right, like like 84, and she goes sideways, and then right around end of March, she dips a little to like 79, and she gets right back up to the 84, goes sideways all the way up until she hits October, the end of October. And then she jumps to 85, and then she increases all the way up to 90 by the end of the year. Now, those aren't the exact numbers. If you take the 10 years and you put one year on top of another and you averaged it out, this is what the average would look like. Okay, So is it guaranteed? No, it's not guaranteed because there's only one person and one person only that knows what the stock is going to do for the opening tomorrow morning, and that's the market maker. It's his job to make sure that there's a market to be made for people that want to buy and sell this company. Excuse me, I just needed a quick drink. All right, so that's who we're on that list. That's the Dividend Kings list. All right, now let's take a look at Warren Buffett's list because everyone seems to love Warren Buffett. Uh, So what Berkshire Hathaway is holding at the moment, SU and BAC. We already went through those for really quick. Uh, I think we did those Monday Monday or Tuesday. Let's go back to the standard charts and quickly go over SU. SU, there they go. Right. SU started out the year at 17. Okay. Find it slow at the end of October. Okay. Uh, the election come in, Democrats come take, you know, take the golden chariot up first spin, however you want to put it. Don't get me started on that. I really hate politics. But she had a high just two days ago on the 18th at 2435. Alright. But the, uh, what was I saying? Oh, 10 days prior to, so 10 days prior to the EX date for SU would be the 20th, which was Wednesday. Whoops, sorry. Whoops, let's go find the right calendar here, <laughs> which would have been the 20th, which was Thursday. Which is today Okay Alright that was for today Alright so had you gotten in today The dividend is 15 cents Alright so let's see what SU is going to do today She opened up at 29, 22.89 And then she hit 23.02 Which is 11.12.13 So 13 cents so far Okay So could it hit you know, 2305 2306 I don't know. It could be. But that's just today. So if you bought it today and you're going to hold it up until the dividend, the EX date, which is the third of uh, of this year, of, of this month, sorry, the third. And I don't know. Uh, oh, here it is right here. Okay, so the announcement date was the 5th. The EX date is the 3rd of June, which is next month. And the date of record is the 4th, which is next, which is uh, Thursday. Sorry, which is Friday next year. Sorry, Friday next month, <laughs> which is the fourth. All right, so the fourth of June. Um. That being said, that's them. Uh, for the list for tomorrow would be Bank of America. Now, Bank of America got a lot of bad rap when they took all that money for the uh, bailout in 08. But hey, they say they're too big to fail. Blah blah blah. Anyway, I don't really like that theory. You know, I I I'm a true capitalist. If you can't manage yourself and you're gonna fail, fucking let yourself fail. You know, let someone else come up, clean up the mess. Because there's always in adversity, there's always someone coming up with new ideas, better ways of running it, more than not not greedy. I I I really can't get behind the amount of money they actually give some of these executives. It's freaking ridiculous. All right, so Bank of America. A year ago, was at twenty two fifty nine. Floundered around, uh, moved up a little bit, floundered around twenty four, twenty five area, f- all the way up until election. Once the election hit, this thing soars almost a hundred percent, and it has a new high. It's a double high at forty two ninety something. Okay, so she has a double high up there. She's going sideways today. She's at uh, forty one ninety one. But again, this is uh, a play for tomorrow. Okay, because you know, ten days from today is the third of June. Ten days from tomorrow is the fourth of June. So you could have got it in today, or you could get it in tomorrow. You know, it's really relevant. Anyway, she opens up at forty one ninety. Had a high at forty two oh five, which is only fifteen cents, which is three cents short of it hitting its dividend but she hit a low at 41.46 and right now she's at uh 41.89. So all that being said, have no idea which way Bank of America is going to go. All right, so that's James from Dividend Stock Talk brought to you by the 10-minute trades. Not really much more to go over rather than just the waiting game. You know, I'm waiting to see where the options expire for my positions. I gave away three positions today. Hopefully it does something for you guys. And ooh, next week we got look at that. We got Coca Cola and MRK. Oh my goodness! I just got rid of MRK last week. <laughs> That's funny. So MRK is coming up again. Wow. All right. So <laughs> as you as you notice, the longer you listen, in the in the more, um, I I go on and on. You'll notice that all my stocks are going to be the same over and over and over again, because they pay every ninety days. Su you, 90 days from the 3rd of June, they're going to pay again. And then 90 days from that, they're going to pay again. It's repetition. And you could collect a dividend and just say, hey, thank you. Or you could collect a dividend and then get another stock and collect their dividend, collect another stock and get their dividend, and start the whole routine over again. That's the whole idea behind this. You're using the same companies over and over again, but instead of putting all your money into into five different companies, you put it all into one. You capture its dividend, you capture this run up, you capture the premiums, whatever you get your profit, and then you move on to the next one because most of these dividend stocks you'll notice they go up, they go down, and they usually stay within a certain range, okay so if you continually get one percent per week, that's close to seventy percent per month i mean seventy percent per year and do these stocks go up seventy percent per year consistently no, they don't they 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 stay the same or they continue to pay out that one, two, three, five. 8%, whatever it is. I just want a little bit of everything. That's it. Call me greedy if you want. But I'm not really greedy. I'm only looking for 1% a week. Granted, that's not a lot of money. All right. All that being said, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk. Do you buy the 10-minute trader? Hey, be on the lookout for my new program I got. It has to do with um, taking up all your spare change and investing it in a certain way that um, it, it. I basically made it for my grandson you know cuz when i graduated high school i basically got nothing right so 17 years from february my son my grandson should be graduating high school so me the ex-wife um, the in-laws are all going to collect their change you know pennies dimes nickels and at the end of the month we're going to deposit them into a trading account and we're going to do nothing but dividend capturing strategy for my grandson on a weekly basis So hopefully, when he graduates, if everything goes as it has for the past 400 years, because dividend stocks, Stocks basically have done the exact same thing for over 100 years, he should have a nice, nice, nice fat chunk of change in order for him to make a life-altering decision once he gets through with grade school. Okay, We all got to do our 12 years and go through the public school. Maybe he'll go to private school. I don't know. You know, but it's going to be his life, and hopefully, I can't wait for him to get to the point where he's understands. You know, the point of understanding. Right now, it's like eh, 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 I want a bottle, I want to eat. You know, that kind of stuff. Change my diaper. You know, that's the point he's at now. As he progresses older, I hope he gets more and more involved with what his grandfather is doing, and uh, hopefully, he'll be better off and have a better start in life. Better than I did, anyway. All that being said, again, let's try this is like the fourth time. This is Jane from Dividend and Stock Talk brought to you by the 10 minute Trader. I'm out of here for today. I'll catch you guys tomorrow as options are going to expire and hopefully we'll have something else for you to take a look at. Have a good day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. Let us know if you have any questions, we can get back to you, and have a great day.